everybody. This is your girl, <laughs> Mrs. Fan, and this is episode 22 of the Baywatch Podcast. Dig that, man. I didn't see that one coming. Didn't see that one coming at all, but she right. <laughs> it's episode 22, and uh, <laughs> we, are, uh, we are back. Uh, we are going to recap and review episodes three and four of the shenanigans that is Tiger King. Um, we just got finished rewatching it because we watched them both before, but I felt like I had lost kind of like a lot of the context and shit. I had forgot a lot of stuff that had happened, so I was like let's watch like those two episodes again. So we rewatched them. I took some notes, and we're gonna talk about them here on the show. But of course, before we do that, let me remind you guys how to get in touch with us over here at the Beer and Chicken Podcast. Let your voices be heard. This is not the Beer and Chicken Podcast. It is not sir. the Beer and Chicken Podcast. That okay. <sighs> At the Baywatch Podcast. I got too many things going on. <laughs> too many things going on. At the Baywatch Podcast. Let your voice be heard. Go ahead and hit us up on the hotline at area code 313-288-0485. That's area code 313-288-0485. Leave us those voicemail messages. Of course, those messages will get played here live on the show and responded to in kind. You can also email us here at feedback at thespanreport.com. That's feedback at thespanreport.com. Leave us those emails. And of course, we'll reply to those emails here live on the show as well. Just mark your uh, your emails with uh, the Baywatch podcast so I know that this, that's what that's for, right? Also, uh, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. My name on both of those platforms is Mr. Underscore Span. And you can follow my lovely wife where? Podcast Bay. Follow her on Podcast Bay. Apparently, some shit happened on Keeping Up With The Kardashians she was tweeting about. What happened? Child, Courtney and Kim got to fucking boxing. They got to boxing? Child, Kim slapped, slapped Courtney up real good. No. <laughs> she sure did. I ain't seen it in them. Yeah. They, was, they got to boxing. It was it was quite entertaining. Was it? And I wasn't even meaning to watch the Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I, I guess it comes on at a new special time. But I happened to catch like catch pretty much all of the episode. Uh-huh. Ooh, they got to because if you follow Keeping Up with the Kardashians, you know like Courtney has always been a raging bitch. But her attitude Damn. in recent times has kind of changed, and like the whole relationship between like the three older sisters has kind of like fluctuated because Courtney is on this whole other ish. And yep, things came to a head, and Kim and Courtney. So Kim gave it a two piece in the bitch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kim Kardashian throwing hands. Slapped the fuck out of her. When I tell you, first they were squabbling, you know, holding each other's arms, like. But then Kim, <laughs> Kim, listen, Kim been dating too many niggas. Okay, you know Courtney, she sticks with the white dudes. Kim, oh man, Kim got real <coughs> and slapped the fuck out of. I mean, slapped her up real good. So if you wanna, you know, watch that then. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I I just noticed she was tweeting about it. I was like, oh shit. So there you go. Uh, also, um, you can visit us at our website, www.thespanreport.com. You can go there and vote in the polls when we put those boys up. You can uh, listen to recaps. Of the, you can listen to replays of the show. Uh, you can um, donate to our show as often as you like, as much as you like. And, of course, we really do appreciate every dime over here at the Sparingport Podcast Network. You can hit up our store from the website and get yourself some merch. We got some T-shirts, some long sleeve T-shirts. We got hoodies. We got coffee mugs. The whole thing, man. Go ahead and get yourself some gear. And it's got our beautiful faces on it, right? So you can go ahead and get that stuff there. Also, hit us up on um, iTunes and or Stitcher Radio with the five-star reviews. Those five-star reviews are the ones that get read here live on the show. We really appreciate everybody who does that because it doesn't cost you 
nothing, like for real. But it does like help us grow the show and like let other people uh, let other people know why you're rocking with us over here at the Baywatch Podcast, right? So um, let's get into this recap of episodes uh, three and four of Tiger King. And um, on episode three, um, the focus more so on this episode seemed to be towards Carol Baskin. Um, I know we left off on episodes two, uh, episode two where they kind of alluded to this thing, this idea that Carol Baskin probably like killed her husband and fed him to the, like to the tigers and shit. Um, first things first, I'm gonna ask you: Do you think she did it? No. You don't think she did it? No. Why not? Uh, I just don't. <laughs> I think she is a strange bird. Mm-hmm. She is a strange bird. But I don't think she did it. Okay. I think, because I kind of, this was the note that I kind of took, the overarching feeling from uh-huh. this episode, is there are two types of people that can disappear really well. Mm-hmm wealthy like really rich like millionaires and billionaires they can disappear very easily and people who are really really who are poor because nobody's looking for them nobody cares no not even that um that's kind of like expose myself but uh like probably the uh, first time like this was was it even i guess before we got married um like i lost my job and then I ended up not well that didn't it all didn't happen in this sequence but we were living together I was living I moved into your apartment with you mm-hmm. because my lease had ended that was in my name mm-hmm. I moved into your apartment with you and then I ended up losing my job at this point in time I didn't have any credit cards um and then I don't know if this was the point in time when we got on the same I got on your phone plan <laughs> So I didn't have a phone in my name. I had no utilities in my name. We weren't married. And I had just turned old enough to be off my parents' insurance. (laughs) Did not have health insurance. The only bills that I had in my name were linked to to my old address. Okay. So then once I moved, that address wasn't associated with me anymore and then like those bills were paid off or whatever so i didn't have anything in my name Mm -hmm. and essentially i disappeared because i didn't have like except to your student loan people well yeah that's the only people (laughs) that you know that's the only people that you don't really disappear to but also you and you kind of do disappear because i ended up changing my phone number and I ended up, like, I didn't have, like, a permanent mailing address anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't have credit card. I didn't have a lot of stuff. Like, and then for that, for a while, like, I had a brand new phone number. So, like, you really end up disappearing. Like, when you don't, when you don't have a lot of things in your name, when you are poor, as it's were, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. you could disappear really well because it's your window of, like, people knowing information about you becomes smaller and smaller and smaller because they don't have, like, a paper trail. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was thinking about in that episode when Joe was talking about, um, you know, they were talking about Carol getting the million dollars from him and stuff and taking like assets. And he's like, I don't own anything. Yeah. He's looking around like this house is not mine. These cars, they're not mine. Like none of this is mine. They're talking about how he would like they would change whoever's name the zoo was in like so many different times. And I was thinking about that like that is the case. Like. You literally, like, if you don't have anything in your name and you don't have any assets, like, 
<laughs> you kind of mm-hmm. could disappear. And then wealthy people could disappear because for one, depending on how wealthy you are, you may have the ability to have a large amount of cash. Mm-hmm. And once you start doing everything in cash and you get you a burner phone, child, that you could be in plain sight and people, you know, they may n- never find you. As long as you don't do anything that includes like your social security number, like your real social security number and stuff, yeah, and I you guess could just would, walk off and disappear. And I, I guess it would depend too on like where in the world you would go, right? Because um, when Carol's second husband, uh, what was the dude name? Don Lewis. Mm-hmm. When Don Lewis, uh, like they, they, they alluded to this thing that he liked to go to Costa Rica a lot. Yeah. And he would go back to, he would go back and forth between Costa Rica and everything. He also had a friend who said that he used to bury a lot of his assets. Like he buried cash, he yep. buried gold bars. Um, he estimated that Don may have been worth somewhere close to like $20 million. And they, they were, everyone was speculating as yeah. to how much the guy was worth. Um, no one had an exact number though. Like not right. even his uh like his right hand woman, uh I forget the lady's name, but McQueen. Like, Anne McQueen. Anne McQueen. So everyone was pretty much speculating as to how much he was worth. Um and he disappeared. Now, everyone on the show right now, outside of maybe Carol's husband mm-hmm. and Carol's daughter, seems to believe that Carol Baskin has something to do with her husband's disappearance. And um it it kinda I, I, I I guess Don going for the restraining order and stuff kind of leads into that. Like, you know, she threatened to kill me. And then a couple days later, he turns up missing. And that's a perfect alibi. If you want to disappear. I I get that. I get that. I'm just talking about all of the reasons why people believe that she did it. Yeah. So there's the the restraining order uh, where he says she tried. She threatened to kill me. And his lawyer was like, yeah, that's dead. And, you know, that's just, you know, it's freedom of speech. They weren't going to grant that until it actually happened or something actually happened. Um, there was the, um, um, there was like the talk that he had about her only wanting him for his money. Like he had alluded to this to a, 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 a few different people. Um, his kids were like, I don't know. I think, I think his, his, his ex-wife and his kids actually have an ax to grind with Carol too, because he did, <laughs> he did leave his, his wife for Carol yeah. when she was young. So I think they may have an ax to grind. Um, but it seems like everyone has this belief in their mind that Carol Baskin, um, has something to do with her husband's disappearance. Right. And so, um, I'm of the mindset. I was like, I don't know, but shit look fishy. I think you know that saying? it does look fishy. Shit look fishy. And I don't know if I'm just being a con like a what is it, a contrarian. Contrarian. Like but you might not be. I mean you're thinking about it critically. I'm just thinking about it like because I'm the person that like whenever you see whenever I see like that a grown person and not I'm not talking about like an older person who may have Alzheimer's or whatever. I'm talking about like a grown person like you or I's age and then their family is saying they disappear. Like a grown, healthy person. You know, and their family is saying they disappeared. Part of me is always thinking, like, of course I feel bad for that family because it sucks to be missing a loved one. But part of me is always like, but what if they just ran away? Like, what if they just didn't want to be bothered? And I thought about that, too, while we were watching it, because I was like, what if this motherfucker just one day just turned up? Like, right. Because real talk, like, yeah, they kept talking about him going to Costa Rica. And, like, family was, like, talking to, like, Inside Edition. Yeah. And hard copy and, like, the news. It was all yeah. over the news and shit. But maybe if he went somewhere where no one would think to even 
well, you know, here's this nondescript white man. Yeah. And maybe Thailand. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, like, no one's watching fucking, well, somebody probably is, but no one's watching fucking um, hard copy in Thailand. No one's I mean, watching Ben O'Reilly in Inside Edition in Thailand. He, he could be over there living it up with the exotic animals that he'd like to have. And also, probably over, there's people that may have seen it, but they don't care. That, and they don't You know care. what I'm saying? Because if you're a wealthy white person and you've moved to this, you know, a third world country of some sort mm. and you're probably paying if you have you're wealthy, you're paying, you know, you probably got a housekeeper, someone cooking for you, you've got people groundskeepers and stuff and you're paying them whatever amount. They fuck they don't care. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not like he's a he you know, was a criminal and ran away from, you know, he right. did a whole bunch of bad stuff. Like he didn't want to be with his his wife no more or whatever else. And he instead of getting a divorce, I think they made a deal and he was like, Look, here's all this money or whatever. He already had sequestered off a good amount of money for himself mm-hmm. and then it disappeared. So fuck his kids though? She already said Who said? Carol said, and to me, this it does seem like a legitimate, a legitimate thing, and I think that there's a paper show for this. Okay, that the kids once they had the like once he had the divorce from his first wife, then they came back after the settlement. They came back and said they wanted more money, and he disowned them. He didn't want anything to do with the, them anymore. Mm. So that seem it seems plausible if he was all about his money, like the way that they're trying to make it seem. So I think that he probably did say I don't know. I don't know if I I don't know if I would really believe that he would be like if he wanted to get rid of like if he wanted to get away from any everything and everybody, like that he would leave his daughters with as little as he did and leave her with so much, considering the way in which everyone kind of viewed their relationship from the outside, right? Because mm-hmm. everyone pretty much seemed to like think that this wasn't like that and he had put this out here like um, this woman is only with me for my money. This woman is only like I'm. I'm scared for my life because of this woman. Like it wouldn't really that. It doesn't seem to me like that story would jive for him to leave her the majority of the money's left over, and not leave much for his kids in the aftermath. Right. Well, I think it also has to do with p- procuring these these exotic animals and stuff like that. There's probably a lot of illegal business going on within that he was doing something shady with like getting the cars and stuff like that and carol knew that so i think instead of him going down as a criminal knowing she has all this dirt on him and all this information and stuff like that i think he probably did say you know what fuck it and i don't i mean by the time when he met care like his kids those those people they're old like they're old ladies yeah, they, <laughs> that was another thing too like his daughters look like sisters to his wife yeah they all they, they look all like three like, they look like they look like the golden girls for real yes man. they do and you know i don't know but i i don't know for some reason i am thinking that she did not do it uh-huh. um and i think that he left her with I think he left her with like the the finances that are on the books, but mm. I think he had a lot of money floating around and, and moving around that was under the table. Low key, I kind of think she might have had something to do with that man disappearing. 
I, I kind of do. And it's, and part of the reason why I believe that she had something to do with it is because of some other comments that she makes later on. She does make some fucking... She, she, makes, she some, makes some very fucking... Some weird... Spe- weirdly specific-ass comments. And you'd be like, man, this is almost like O.J. Simpson writing it if I did it. <laughs> she does make weird <laughs> you know comments. She does make and really she's weird... Strange, she's a strange lady. Like, um, I don't know. It seemed like she comes across as like this... She's like very hippie. She's very she's very hippie-ish. Very um calm. Ca- yeah. She's like know, a quiet, calm. She's voice. like one of those people that's like gonna sell you like, you know, crystals and shit on the yeah. side of the road. Yeah. You know, and like, oh yes, I just love we're so in tune with nature. Like one of those motherfuckers, and you just be like, mm, <laughs> I don't know. But uh yeah, so everyone it seems like kind of believes that Carol had something to do with the fact that uh her second husband, Don Lewis um is dead or declared dead because there was also the thing that um with his will where they kind of like stormed the offices or whatever where his will and his uh where his will and stuff was kept yeah and uh they changed the power of attorney to Carol mm-hmm. and um when they changed the power of attorney it like they made a stipulation like in the event of my death or my disappearance like I don't I ain't no motherfucking legal scholar but I don't know how many people talk about them disappearing in their will, man. Like, I don't know how often that happens. That seems like a, a strange fucking sequence of events for her to do that. And then, like, five years, she can't do anything with his will for five years. And then on five years, day one after five years, suddenly she gets that man declared dead and everything goes to her. And his daughters only get 10%. Right. But I'm looking at it like... They made that like you could look at I, it either way. Like I see, either I see what you're saying. Why she? Why would she just do it at that time? Like why wouldn't she care? Because she knows that that nigga just disappeared, or she did kill him. Like it could be either one. Like eh. the lack of emotion could be chalked up to either one. Yeah, I think. And then on t- they they showed that that news clip where she was like trying to cry. You know what I'm saying? Like about his disappearance. I don't know what's wrong. You know, he maybe hit his head and he doesn't know where he is. But like, like not a tear came down. It almost reminded me of like that. Um, that woman, Susan Smith. You remember that lady? No. Okay, so Susan Smith, for those of you who don't remember, Susan Smith was this white lady who, like, drowned her kids and, like, she drove her car off of, a like, a like a dock or something, drowned her kids, and she said that a black man, like, kidnapped her kids and possibly, like, and killed them. Turns out she was the one who did it. Um, and she used to do those interviews in front of, like, hundreds of fucking reporters and everything, and she would try to cry as much as she could, and she really couldn't do it. But, um... Yeah, there's that. Now, the other part about this is that, like, uh, a lot of the other exotic zookeepers are, um, they don't really like Carol Baskin because they see Carol Baskin as sort of a hypocrite. And the reason that they see her as a hypocrite is because uh, Carol, well, at the time her name was Carol Lewis, Carol Lewis and her husband Howard, uh, they also had a an exotic, like, petting zoo. And they, they bought exotic animals they bred exotic animals they put them out for uh like they they even tried to teach you how to make them pets and everything and so a lot of these guys are looking at them like man as much as she's out here talking shit about all of us she used to do the exact same shit so as a matter of fact there was a video that um that carol had made in actuality to try to teach people how to make exotic cats house pets and i got that clip here let me pull that up so you guys can um you guys can hear like listen in Right along with us. Check this out, y'all. But I would, I'm sure, 
Our names are Don and Carol Lewis. We have really enjoyed our exotics. Throughout this tape, we'll show you how we take them from the mother, acclimate them to social life with people. She had called me up and, and asked about raising baby animals, said she was gonna do a how-to video. They have to be taken this young from the mother in order to make good quality pets from them. A lot of people don't believe that it's right to raise up exotic animals as house pets. You know, back in the early 90s, she bred and sold cats. And <laughs> it's so funny because the very people that are against breeding used to do the same thing. I think you'll see throughout this tape that they are very happy. And they're so much fun. Okay, now we're gonna jump around because I'm sure you don't want to hear about all the cats they bought, all the kittens they bred, and how many died because they didn't have any clue what the hell they were doing. All right, so, um, yeah, so like I said, most of the guys around them seem to have an issue with the fact that she started off in this this whole thing being sort of like the, the breeder that she's accusing the rest of them of being. Um, do you think it's a thing, a, a case of her being a hypocrite? Or is it like, you know, somebody like figuring out maybe I had this whole shit wrong? Ooh, I don't know. Because if you really look at what she's doing now, mm-hmm. the only thing that she's doing differently is she is there raising or bringing up their their big cats mm-hmm. in a way where humans do not touch them or interact with them really you can see them through like a fence behind another fence mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like the people who are, care for them really don't touch them at all they really like probably like throw the feet the food wherever and make sure they have water and stuff like that but they don't raise them in the same way as where like um, and they don't I guess they're saying that they don't breed and sell these the tigers and other big cats they're saying that they don't do that as opposed to like where you got uh doc antle and like joe exotic and all them who they are they breed and you know raise these cats and they have some that stay in the house with them they take them away from their mothers really early on which is was like terrible to see because it's like they just don't stop screaming yeah because he wants his fucking mom dude like you took this as soon as it pops out you know and they like take this little hook almost like the hook from like um like when you would be on the apollo stage yeah and and they like like, drag the little tiny babe newborn babies and they put them in like a baby like a pack and play and you know they take care of them they live in the house with them and they have they i guess they divide up they have some cats who they you know, they sleep in a bed with them. They have them in the house and stuff like that. And then they allow the public to pay and come in and pet, like cub petting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so they and there's a lot of different human human um, interaction. interaction with them because you'll see them in the enclosure with the with the cats. You'll see them rolling around and playing like sometimes the cats get a little rough with them and stuff. So, I mean, they're doing things in a different way. But at the end of the day, it's kind of it's the same thing. Like, Carol is going around saying, oh, I rescued these cats from a fur mill or from this place or from that place. And so, but you're still keeping them in a zoo. Yeah. You know what I'm like? And who's to say, like, yeah, there's the whole thing about, like, wild animals and their 
like how dogs are, how we think of like dogs are domesticated, house cats are domesticated animals. And then like a, a freaking bobcat is a cat, you know, but it's not a domesticated animal. But the thing about with Joe Exotic specifically is like, if you're breeding these cats, like you have a cat that you're raising in your way where they're interacting with humans and stuff like that. And then like, so they make a litter of new cubs and then those cubs are being touched and petted by humans and being coddled and cared for it like in a more human kind of way. And then two cubs from that litter mate, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like almost like a, a, a domesticated. Yeah. Like, like you're raising a different kind of animal Yeah, because now these animals, while they still have like a wild instinct, like dogs still have like a wild instinct. There's people that have had dogs for years and that dog turns around and bites them. You know what I'm saying? Like usually the dogs turn around and bite them because they've been mistreated. I mean, like dogs, like dogs when 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 dogs feel like they're cornered, they're being mistreated, they're scared. That's usually when a dog will um, like turn around, even against his owner. That's when usually a dog will turn around and like try to maybe snap at you or something. Right? Like that. They feel like they're they're scared. They uh, they you know they they don't really they a lot of times domesticated animals. They only strike out when they're cornered. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can have a dog that you've loved and raised as as a part of your family. This dog has been in your house, is being petted by people, whatever. Much in the same way that Joe Exotic may have had a tiger that he's had from a baby. He's raised it and it's been petted and been interacting with people. And the tiger still could turn around and bite you or claw you to death. The difference is like a dog, you know, unless you got a fucking huge Great Dane, you know, your your family dog (laughs) is not a 400, 500 pound, you know, big animal with huge claws. So it's like, who's to say that these tigers that are being raised in this way that are happier or not happier? I think it's all. I, I think when we start talking about that, it's it's it, it becomes a bit more arbitrary, because um, you got people who are within that industry who are familiar with these animals, who pretty much kind of look at it on two different spectrums. You got those who believe that these animals can be domesticated if yeah. you if they have enough human interaction and if you bra- you know if you raise them up in that way, sort of like. You know, the example that you're making with Joe Exotica. And then you got people who believe that these animals were never meant to be that. Right. And they should never be that. Yeah. And we should leave them out in the wild where they are in their natural habitat. And that should be what it is. And even with zoos, like, say, for instance, a, a big-ass, you know, sanctioned zoo like the Detroit Zoo. Or, yeah. like, the Toledo Zoo. Or, like, any of these zoos that people normally just recognize as, like, okay, this is a good place for these animals to be for conservation and, you know, learning yeah. and everything. Like, even in those instances, people feel like those animals shouldn't even be there. Yeah. So, you got two schools of thought when it comes to how these how these animals are going to be treated. And I think on this end, you got two people who, at one point, was probably at the same place. Mm-hmm. And then, eventually, somebody saw it a different way. It was like, I don't know if I really want to participate in this kind of thing anymore. And that's Carol Baskin. Yeah. And the other guys who are still doing the same shit are just like, nah, 
you know, she's trying to shut us down, but at the same time, she used to do the same shit that we doing. And it's almost like that. Um, it's almost like how, like when you just like kind of change your environment a little bit, the people who you used to kind of fuck with, mm-hmm. they feel uncomfortable with you changing the way you move a little bit. Cause they're like, well, shit, what the fuck is wrong with me? That you can't, you can't rock yeah. with me no more. And so I think a lot of that is what's going on here with Carol. And that's why they keep bringing up some of the old shit that she used to do. Mm-hmm. Cause they are like, well, she used to do this. She's a hypocrite. Like, okay, yeah, I used to do that. I don't do that shit no more. I changed my mind about it. I'm allowed to do that. Right. And I mean, let me clarify and say, I'm not saying that Joe Exotic is treating all these animals. No, so uh, yeah. he's not treating them like so great and whatever else. But I'm saying, what I'm saying is like, he, there's two, they're just two very different yeah, ways. There's like the hands off, yeah. let them be as wild as possible. And if in fact, Carol, like, there's a different, and there's different, also different, very different levels of, like, rescue and rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. There are certain animals, like, let's say you find a mountain lion, and it had, or, okay, I'll use a bear, because that's more, (laughs) you find a bear. Depends on where you live. A bear. Mountain lions are pretty common in California. So, let's say a mountain lion or a bear comes onto your property. It's clearly hurt, it's limping, and a lot of times, like, bears don't, like, they will not see, they're not raised to seek out humans but depending on where you live and whatever if that bear been coming around and then he knows okay there's food here maybe they can get help whatever and so then you know a wildlife conservationist or a rehab place comes and gets the animal they are and that animal has been injured or is sick in some way they're raising and rehabilitating that animal knowing that it can never go back into the wild now because it can't survive you know what i'm saying like um there's different i think they do that more so when they're like young you know what I'm saying? Like when yeah, they're like, yeah. when they're like, yuck, like cubs and stuff like that. I don't know if they necessarily do that for mature, like bears and like things like that. Yeah, I think like to a large degree, I think they'll, they'll nurse it to a certain point, but then they'll also put that bear back out in yeah, the wild. Yeah, there are if some, cub, there are maybe some not. animals that they can, they nurse them and that they can go back into the wild. But there are a lot of animals that once they have been domesticated, like especially animals that are particularly smart or that learn quickly different things like monkeys <laughs> even though i don't like a monkey once a monkey has is dependent on like a human for food they never got then they they lose their kind of ability to kind of like hunt forge or for gather themselves. or for, forage for themselves they're dependent on like Susie the trainer coming with the bottle and the bananas and whatever else yeah so i mean there's lots of different ways to think about um zoos rescue animals rehabilitating animals and things like that and there's just different levels and standards of care. Yeah. I think a lot, if you think about, like, SeaWorld and stuff like that, like, you would think a huge place like that, you these whales and animals should be living like kings, but turns out they're not. You're training an animal to do tricks and whatever else and, you know, to put on a show and what way can a tiny human teach a giant whale to do something? Interestingly enough, while you mentioned SeaWorld, um, because I, I came across this article yesterday and it was a uh, carol baskin was is upset at this docuseries coming out um she's pissed yeah of course because <laughs> carol, carol's pissed and um and she's very litigious we've seen so so listen <laughs> carol's lawyers carol's I bet very you, litigious i bet you that she has a lawyer that the only thing that they do is, is file li- fucking yeah. motions and paperwork she's like the her. donald trump of the motherfucking tiger world man like all she does is sue motherfuckers because she i think to a certain point um with joe um i think joe took it too far i think 
Yeah. Not that that's surprising, right? The clip where (laughs) they showed that blob. (laughs) Oh my God. You can have a crotch like Carol. Oh my God. That that (laughs) was this weird blob. I didn't want want to laugh, but God damn, that was funny. (laughs) So funny. <laughs> that was funny, but, but not only that. Now I'm saying like, I think um, Joe like he took the shit too far, man. When he started like trying to use they like they name it was like uh, what do you call it Big Cat Rescue oh, Entertainment yeah. and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that's where that's where shit went left for Joe. Like he had people on his side to a large degree, and like when he started using their name and they could actively like legitimately. Like sue him. Mm-hmm. That's where shit went left for Joe Exotica. But, but there was this one part of this video, and I do have it. Uh oh. <laughs> Cause you know they've been interspersing, uh, they've been interspersing clips of this motherfucker singing. I doubt very seriously that Joe Exotic is actually singing in these damn videos. Although he will keep telling y'all he's singing in these videos. He even got in his truck and was like, yeah, I just get in my truck sometimes and I listen to myself sing. Like, <laughs> come on, man. We know damn well that ain't you. But um, he, he did this one video about um, about the fact that he thought that Carol killed her husband. And I thought that shit was hilarious. Let me play a little bit of this clip real quick. Here we go. Swine, but her husband went and disappeared. And she looks exactly like fucking Carol. Then it got a little crazy, it got a little hazy, and the cops said there's something wrong here. Oh, here, kid, kid. For the best thing he's done, it's worth just bringing up the, the music video Here, Kitty, Kitty, about Carol killing her husband. And a lookalike Carol walking along with him while he's singing, feeding body parts to her cats. He's got an extreme shit. You haven't seen Here Kitty Kitty. You don't know what you're missing. Joe had everyone convinced she'd murder her husband. And we were all going with it. And me, as a reality show producer, oh, I was, fuck yeah, man, roll the cameras, you know? <laughs> so the whole world's wondering, would you actually grind your husband up, feed him to the tiger so there's no evidence? I'm going to show you some stuff that will put that right in your head. Prosecute, there's just no use. Alright, this motherfucker's standing there with a damn handful of shit, though. Yeah. <laughs> handful of tiger shit. Not only that, though. Um, I've watched that video. It's on YouTube. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's on YouTube. Uh, Your YouTube suggestions are gonna be. Oh man, it's like it's it's weird. Like one video will throw your whole algorithm all the way to <laughs> fuck off. But um, that video had like 1.3 million views. And I'm sure they're all very recent. Yeah, I'm, yeah, because I doubt like it, that video. I think it came out like three or four years ago. Yeah, most of that is most of that is everybody who's watched this series going back to go see if this shit's on YouTube. And yeah, it's on YouTube. I wonder if he's like that. Is that's how like he's getting um, maybe getting commissary or money and shit in jail. You know, because it don't seem like anybody around him really got any cash. Mm, I don't know because that first husband uh, is pictures of him floating around. He didn't got his teeth fixed. He didn't got his teeth fixed, but it didn't seem like he was. Well, no, that he's not together with him yeah, anymore. So, but I don't know. 
Yeah. I think, you know what I think is happening also? The people who are doing this, this documentary. They probably got to lump some up Well, they have, to give him, they have to give him money because he's, t- he's calling them on the phone. Because some of the voice, some of the interview and stuff, yeah, a lot of it has been him yeah. on the phone. So that he, if he didn't have any money, you know what I'm saying? Like they had to probably yeah. reach out and visit him, and then you can't call someone that, like you that dial the phone in jail, and then the person no, they just, pick up. They, they write him. You know what I'm saying? They figure out where you is. They could write you, and then you know he could tell them, okay, so I need yeah. Okay. So he needs money to get to be on the phone and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, I just thought that was hilarious though. That whole damn music video. All of his music videos are just like over the fucking top. Yeah. <laughs> As is he though, like, right? So it's like it's 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 pretty much in 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 commonplace with how he is as as a personality and shit though. So, um yeah, that's pretty much like what episode 3 was pretty much about was whether or not folks really believed Carol Baskin killed her husband or had anything to do with his disappearance. Yeah. And then there was that one weird clip where she was talking about the science of getting rich. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you strange. Know? There's just very many things that like are so strangely connected and tied together that it's 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 a roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, so that's episode three. Now going into episode four, um, and we kinda alluded to this a little bit earlier when I talked about um uh Joe using the uh, Big Cat Rescue trademarks or the like some of the logos and everything uh, that really is what kind of put Joe's dick in a sling like as far as uh, being able to maintain his uh, his zoo um, they sued the pants off of this dude yeah they, <laughs> they sued the pants off of him and it's like he then kept they sued his mama and they sued well that was his fault too it was that was his fault was. too, because he had, one of his nieces came on and was like, "Yo, real talk." He was just kind of milking his mama and daddy for whatever little money that they had, stemming from all of the legal troubles that he was getting himself into. And um, you know, like Carol was like, "Nah, man, fuck that. Run me my coins," because they got a million dollar settlement, mm-hmm. pretty much, or they, uh, a def- what, what, a judgment, not yeah. settlement. They got a, a million dollar judgment uh, because of his use of the trademarks and everything, and. This is what kind of set Joe on like this downward spiral. <laughs> oh, that's the moment. <laughs> I think so. I mean, like the fact that he was like he was on the hook for that, and yeah. you know, that's where like you start seeing him just breeding all of these cats because he felt like this is the only way that I'm going to be able to make money because she's taking his uh, she took his RV, she took his semi truck, and he couldn't do road shows anymore. Yeah. Um. You know, there was a lot of uh, assets around the, the zoo that she was like, yo, I want that, I want that, I want that. He started blowing shit up as opposed to giving it to her. Um, that's when he started talking about, I don't own anything. He's like, you think this is mine? No, this is not in my name. <laughs> like, yeah. This is mine. That's not in my name. And transferring the 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 the, uh, the ownership of the zoo to, mm-hmm. what was his, his first husband's name? What, what The guy that had no teeth. Uh, what was his name? I don't either. But the guy with no teeth and no shirt on. <laughs> Why does this nigga not have a shirt on? Like in all of this time. The whole damn he show. did not think, you know what, let me grab a t shirt. Let me let me grab a tank. Top. That man was sitting in his <laughs> that man was sitting in his RV. No teeth. No sh- it was probably hot. We seen the conditions that they were living in in that zoo. Yeah. So he's probably just used to not having a fucking shirt on all the time. Yeah. You know, but um so yeah, I think that's when that's what, what happened with, with Joe is like he 
bit off more than he could chew with Carol by using those um by using those like those their logos and everything and not thinking that it would come back to him in this way and also a lot of people didn't believe that when she did sue him that she would actually seek to collect on a lot of the shit they had a news reporter talk about like yeah i thought that it was like to scare him off and tell him to shut the fuck up but like no nah, she was really trying to collect on a lot of that stuff yeah which is strange because i don't know it just makes me think of like all the people like the settlements and stuff um you'll see like some crazy outlandish like settlement or like judgment that someone will get and you know that that person don't have that money like 50 cent get it suing um what was that it's not not k michelle What's her name? Tierra Marie. Yeah. And got like some huge grand amount for a, amount, but like she ain't got that money. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like to make a point. Yeah. You know, like you know you never gonna get that money. Well, but you know. Carol was like, no, I want it. But that's also like, say for instance, like um, uh, the Goldman family with OJ Simpson. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like the Goldman family is on OJ's head. Now they probably will never be able to collect on that money. They probably never be able to collect it while OJ's alive. I'll say that because they can't touch his pension. He gets like an NFL pension or some shit like that. And I think by and large, that's the um, that's the, the the vast majority of his income. But that's income that they can't touch. Right. But um, I think they they have a settlement. I think like OJ Simpson owes like thirty million dollars to that family in the wrongful death of Ron Goldman or some shit like that. So and they be trying to collect like he, he had a, that whole book about if I did it. they ended up getting the publishing rights for that and they they said they just put the if in quotes and said I did it Mm -mm. (laughs) and they they got the you know they got the publishing rights and the the royalties and proceeds from that so like people when they get these judgments they want their motherfucking bread and I think this made Joe more desperate yeah because he wasn't bringing that kind of cash in right and you know he's Start getting a little bit more more erratic, if that's even a thing for Joe Exotic, because right. the guy was, you know, kind of all over the place and everything. But um, it got to a point where Joe was so over the top with his rhetoric about Carol that it almost started to make Carol look credible. Yeah. At least to me, like it's like, man, what are you doing? Like you're doing way too much. This motherfucker on videos and shit, like shooting blow up dolls and sticking dildos in the blow up dolls mouth, like just being like way over the top way just 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 doing too much like you're like come on man do you really do you really need to do all of that you know and so um you know you got a whole lot of that going on where i just kind of feel like joe being so over the top kind of made it look like yo carol was the like the sane one in this whole thing i mean yes and no it kind of was like it made them both look a little crazy well everybody looks shitty like in this whole exchange, like everybody looks like they got their hands dirty, like nobody comes out of this clean to me anyway. But it 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 made it look like Joe 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 is just too much. <laughs> <laughs> he's a lot. He, he's a lot, so man. So let me ask you this: mm. in any time in this yet, have you felt bad for Joe? No. Okay. Maybe I'm weird. (laughs) But like, there's, I don't know if it was in this episode when the guy that's the producer for the reality show. Yeah. 
when he was saying like, "Yeah, I'll produce your piddly reality show." Yeah, like, he was talking. He was talking. When he was like, start talking shit. And then you start to think about all the people that are around Joe, mm-hmm. and most of them seem like, you know, he's crazy. But they kind of they're like all one big kind of dysfunctional family. Mm-hmm. But then you start to think about like the other. What is it, Joe? Not Joe Lewis. Joe, the new Joe, the new person that comes in. I don't know his name. The guy that's married to Lauren. I can't think of his name. I don't know. I feel like his name is Joe also. That's why it's weird. Jeff? Maybe it's Jeff. Jeff Jeff Lowe? Yes, Jeff Lowe. Like, you think about... I start to think about, like, all these people that are kind of coming into his life. And they're all kind of, like, using him. They're all laughing at him and, like, kind of egging him on. And it makes me feel like, yeah, he's, like, a crazy guy. Like, he's, you know got all this shit going on but i think i don't know i don't know if i see it as like he ever really had any bad intentions because i think that there are some like scummy things that he does but i don't think he ever really did it i'm sure he's done some bad stuff and i don't agree with like a lot of his decisions but i'm i just for some reason kept kind of looking at it like i don't think he did any of this shit like he i don't think i think when it comes to carol you know, he probably has done some... He He's done some... He wants to hurt her. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I don't think... I just don't think that he is doing... Like, I don't think he has these animals because he wants to hurt them. I don't think that he opened this zoo because he wanted to, like, do bad stuff to animals or he wants to hurt people. I think he's... I don't think he is the way that he is because he wants to hurt someone, you know? Well, I think it started off... I think when he started off, I think he had every intention on doing right by those animals, right? Yeah. But I do think that um, because he got so enthralled with his beef with Carol, Mm -hmm. that the care for the animals kind of went to the wayside. Yeah. And because he was so enthralled in that beef with Carol and going over the top in that and getting to a point where he bit off more than he could chew because their pockets were way like way more deep than his. Yeah. Um when she won that judgment against him all he had was those animals and to a large degree like breeding them the breeding those animals the way that he was kind of contribute to their mistreatment. Mm-hmm. And you started seeing that they couldn't even really feed those animals. Yeah. Um, and he was just more so concerned about okay, so I got to get more. I got to get more kittens. I got to get more. You know. Uh, you know, more baby tigers more for, the, for so that they can like so people can come in and come pet them, and I could sell them. And like he didn't really give a shit so much about the animals as much or the treatment of the animals. Um, and it showed in like you know well one he didn't have the means to do it. But then, too, the reason why he didn't have the means to do it was because he was so engrossed in this whole thing with Carol. And he's like, hey, man, you could have backed the fuck off on that. Yeah, you could talk a little shit here and there, but, like, pump your brakes, man, if it's really about the animals. And so... But then you also look at it, and Carol has... she on Her husband is showing these file cabinets just all dedicated to him. So she was coming for him... She was, Before but- he did anything um she was if you think about it from the beginning i know she had a beef with a lot of these guys like she had a beef with all of them pretty much because they were all doing the same thing that she used to do and and that's the way all of them have a problem with her and i think that joe is the only one that kind of probably that probably like got back at her 
Because you notice, he like, took it upon himself to say, like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be the one because everybody else. Yeah, because else you notice, like, all of them said, like, they don't like her or that she doesn't like them. But they they don't they're not on there talking about they lawsuits and how much money yeah, and whatever else they left they everything lost. alone because they like yo shit. They Think pretty much it. they don't antagonize her. They kind of left it alone, and they know that there's people out there, the animal rights activists and stuff, that are against what they're doing. Yeah. But they kind of just on their own, doing their own shit. And they thriving. And you know, Joe. Yeah, he. There is some, and and this is one thing that I don't think we've even talked about. Some of this stuff, it gets really graphic. It gets kind of hard to see. Yeah. Some of these scenes where they're showing um, animals that are injured, or they're showing people like hitting animals. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's in episode, these episodes we're talking about yet, but coming up, there's a scene where like Joe kind of gets dragged by a tiger Yeah, and he shoots at an animal and I don't know if he shot... He has this little revolver and I think it has... from Just from judging when you hear him shoot it, it might be like 22. Mm. Like, it's not... I don't he, think it's a very powerful... He might not even be shooting actual... Like yeah, ammo. I think he may be shooting blanks. I think but. he might be using it to scare them. But I mean, it's just things that are hard to see. And then you see, well, like we saw, like the him dragging the cub away from the mom, or they're showing the mom panting and you know whatever. I mean, there's some scenes where it's tough to see the way that these animals are yeah are being treated, and you know people whipping you know with whips. Just it's just some of it. It's just it's really hard to see. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I started talking about that, but it just made me think about it. Well, I know there was that one scene, and it goes back to the hypocrisy people think about with Carol, is that there was a scene that Joe had, uh, like there was a picture that Joe had with like people from the Big Cat Rescue. Uh, they had like three dead uh, rabbits. And they're smiling. And they're like holding the rabbits up, and they're smiling about it. And he's just like, you know, like this is how y'all treat animals at, you know, your rescue. And she's... And Carol's explanation for that was like, yeah... They were like, we hadn't been able to afford to feed our cats like whole animals for like, you know, for feed. Mm -hmm. And they were happy that their favorite cat was finally going to be able to get feed. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that don't just feed the damn rabbit if that's what you're going to do. Like, why are you posing with the rabbits? If you're calling yourself like a sanctuary or an animal, you know, someone who is uh, like, fighting for the rights of these animals but then you're like you can't be showing yourself in bias towards a certain kind of animal because yeah. i'm sure if someone posted with a big cat or elephant or whatever else in that same way like big game hunters do yeah. that i'm sure she's suing them if i'm sure were... she's against that but it's okay for your your hand your animal handlers to be posting like with rabbits like dead smile there's yeah, someone like, with a rabbit sanctuary right you're now an animal that is advocate like... and you're posing with dead <laughs> animals like just it's just not a good look and her explanation for it just wasn't a good explanation for it at all um but it just one of the other things where like they're poking at this idea or they keep bringing up the idea that carol baskin isn't who she says she is and she's very hypocritical in how she operates that's one of the things that they keep going back to she's very hypocritical with that now we've talked about um you know uh the because of joe's uh, battle with Carol and she having them pretty much by the balls right now because um, you know because of that one million dollar uh, judgment that she got against him Joe ends up meeting this guy named Jeff Lowe and um, Jeff Lowe is kind of seen early on as maybe a savior for Joe and the GW Zoo because it looks like Jeff Lowe got a lot of bread 
Right. And it looks like Jeff Lowe is going to be able to help Joe in his his legal fight with uh with Carol. Right. Um I don't know. Did you believe that from the beginning or did it look like some shady shit to you? Like, like suddenly like this dude just swoops in, he's like going to like just save the day? I mean, I don't know because the, the, like all these people that are involved in this whole like exotic animal training they underworld it's all they're all it's all a little bit shady it's all like it's I mean the fact that it has to be referred to as like an underworld or yeah. like this whole scene is all kind of shady yeah um but he did I mean he comes across like shifty or he just he didn't come across like some guy like a guy I'd want to like buy a house from or some shit yeah you know what I'm saying um, but I think that's kind of like a trend with this whole situation. Like even like Joe has hired like these like felons and whatever else. So it's like you don't want to judge someone based off of that. But then like later we kind of do learn that he is kind of shady or whatever like, with his whole thing. And I think that there's different, you know, just you never want you can't judge someone off of possessions like cars and stuff. Like he were like later, you know, he's driving on the zoo with a big with a nice Ferrari and stuff. I'm over at an age two. Ain't nobody driving age twos no more like that because gas. But. but like, you know, he has all these <laughs> nice cars and yeah. like I guess he takes Joe to his house, this big nice house and it's like, yeah, like you can have a house but it, you can rent a house. You yeah. can have a nice car but you can lease they a nice car. They do it on Black Ink Chicago and Black Ink fucking New York all the time. Like you can, you Airbnb's know what I'm saying? Airbnb's like a You can lease a house, you can rent a house, you can lease to own a house. There's different ways you can procreate, get a big nice house. Yeah. You can lease a, a Lamborghini, you can rent a Lamborghini, you can do all types of different things to appear however you want to appear. Now, does it take money to maintain this appearance? And You know, sure, yes, but not as much money as it takes to actually own it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I just thought it was weird that, like, um, like his... Because it, it seemed as though, like, he came in like he was about to, like, save the whole entire situation for Joe. Like, there was that situation where he was on the phone with the, with the mediators and everything about, yeah. like, how he was going to pay them. And he's like... Uh, and Joe said something to the effect of, like, yo, Carol got on the phone and she wanted my mom's house as collateral and everything and he was like no nah. and then Jeff stepped in and said no and I'm we're not going to do that and like the mediators like well who's on the phone this is a private conversation he was like no nah, I'm I'm in the United States of America and mm-hmm. that's some white man ass shit if I, <laughs> I swear to god man white dudes really believe that I'm in America I can say whatever the fuck I want shit but um no nah, like he came across I early mean, on. He, he did come with a, a cashier's check for thirty five thousand, though. Like so, he, he came in, but and he did come in. He came through early on with the money, and I think all of that was because um, I mean, even on the show, he was talking about like, "Yo, Joe thought he had another victim, but really, he was the victim, right?" Like he came into this whole thing, I think, with the with the express purpose of possibly disarming Joe of this whole damn thing. Mm-hmm. And he knew Joe was vulnerable and that Joe was looking for this help. But if he could get this from up under him, he would. Yeah. Like, that's pretty much how it came out, like, came out to me. And ultimately, that's what ended up happening because uh, Jeff Lowe now owns that fucking zoo. Right. So, um, yeah, like, it, that whole thing of, like, this dude coming in to save Joe... 
Like yeah, it, it 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 appeared like that in the beginning, but ultimately I think that dude was pretty much just out for himself when it came to his involvement in this. It, it actually had nothing to do with him actually helping Joe in that situation with Carol. Yeah, I mean we're not talking about the next episode, but in the next episode it does kind of reveal a lot of yeah that. And then on top of that, business. they they were talking about his lifestyle and how fraudulent it was. Like you know the fact that he did not own his home, uh, he was renting it. Uh, the fact that he was probably someone said he was behind on the Ferrari payments, uh, that they would go to Las Vegas, him and his wife, and they would like use these cats. They would use the like the tigers and shit the baby to like cubs. to go get like women and shit. Now I gotta ask, I gotta ask, man, are people really really attracted to like animals like that to where like yeah because this motherfucker got a tiger, I'm gonna fuck him tonight. Now, see, I didn't think that's where you're going with that because I was going to say, you know, you ever see like this doesn't I don't this is not so much happen when we go to New Orleans. But if you if you've seen people that go to Vegas and there's always someone that has like a huge snake. Yeah. And then people let, and they take a picture with the snake and stuff like that. I think that there are people that like I would not. Mm-hmm. But there are people who would do that. And then I think that you go up maybe two levels and there are people who are interested in partying with a tiger or petting a tiger. And then you go up another level and there are people who are like, wow, you have a tiger. You must be so rich. I'm going to give you some cat. <laughs> like, <laughs> whatever. Cat. There, I, well, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I think that there's certain levels to that. Yeah. If you're interested in... And I think that there's also... Like how the the woman, Lauren, uh, Jeff's wife, had kind of put it as like, if you're a pretty, a beautiful woman, like a model or something, you take a picture with an animal, uh-huh. a, a, like a cat, a tiger or whatever else, like that's going to get you more different exposure. People are going to think, oh my God, like she's so cool, like whatever else. Yeah. So there's different things like that. And I think that probably there are some women who probably went up there, partied and drank and whatever, played with the baby, the, the cubs, and then left. And then there are some women who were like, I'm into this lifestyle <laughs> and stayed. No, because I always wondered about that. Because, like, there's there's the, uh, there is the stereotype that, and a lot of dudes believe this, that all they have to have is, like, an animal with them and ultimately, like, it's, it's a chick magnet. Like, so you have dudes that are, like, they always got, like, puppies with them because they think women love puppies, nigga. So if I can have this puppy with me, then... That's an instant conversation starter. They it coming. is an instant. It right. is. Right. And then there's guys who, like, they'll try to take it, take it a step further. You got guys who, like, walk around with an iguana on his shoulder. You know what I'm saying? They're like, and, and like um, this this a chick this a chick magnet, man. They coming, man. They coming. All I got to do is just bring that iguana out. Yeah. And they coming. And then you got motherfucker taking it a little step further. I remember when I was in college, one of the guys in the crew had a fucking baby alligator. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. And we would go to the park. He got the alligator. And people would, like, kind of come around asking about the alligator and shit. But... The point that I'm making is like... Did he have it on a leash? He had it on a leash and he had like a rubber band around his mouth. It was like this big. That's awful. Well, it was Let like this big. Let me find out you goddamn span exotic. <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> Anyways, the point that I was making was like, does it really go that far where like you can... Hey, you got a tiger. You about to get some pussy. Like, because that's pretty much how they were trying to play it out. Like, yo, I... He even said it. He was like, a little pussy, get you more pussy. Yeah. In and front of like, his wife. Like, that's, me, well, because they're swingers. I get that, so but I'm just still just like, wow. She didn't care about like, uh, comments like that. 
But I guess to me, because I am the opposite, like mm-hmm. when I see the person that has a big snake, I'm crossing the street. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play with your snake or your snake. So <laughs> like, <laughs> leave me alone. I don't want your parrot sitting on my shoulder. I don't going to shit on you. The only thing about it is like when people have a dog, I'm like, can I pet that dog? Can I pet that dog? <laughs> like, I, you know, but even still, I'm not just running up to strangers to pet their dog. I'll just look at it from afar. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's never been a thing that's going to, like, bring me in. But then you got people who, a lot of men, you know, you get a, a Lamborghini, uh, you know, a big, you know, a, a, a fancy car. And you sit parked on the strip or parked wherever where you women. Rouge Park. Yeah. Like, parking a Lamborghini, like. Where women are. And then women are going to come up and. They'd be like, oh, he, he got left. He might have money, but you just went up to the executive rentals the executive on 8 rentals. Mile and said, let me rent this bad boy for the day. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or you talked to yo, the big homie and was like, let me drive your car for the day. Whatever. You know, like there's all types of things that men do that supposedly attract women. So I'm not surprised. I'm just, I'm wondering if, does it actually work? Especially That's like, all I'm saying. Like, especially does this shit the, actually work like that? I don't think that, like, I don't think you can just It's gotta know. be something more than that. I don't think a nigga with a tiger could just be up on Seven Mile pulling bitches. But I think, like, the <laughs> Vegas lifestyle where people are, like, know. that fast lifestyle, like, people are, like, on coke and whatever else, I, I think that's a more I will say thing. this. A nigga on Seven Mile with a tiger could probably pull some bitches, but he also get met with the Detroit police relatively quickly. I mean, there's that one dude that be going around that had all the had a kangaroo. He had the, you know yeah, what I'm saying? But he, he ain't had no bitches. We don't know if he had bitches. He didn't, listen, if you ever been on his social media, that dude is a. He ain't had no bitches. I don't know about that man's bitches. <laughs> like, I, you know what? The views expressed here on this man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's pretty much it, man. For episodes three or four, uh, we are going to rewatch episodes uh, five and six. And then there's a seventh episode. I didn't realize there was a seventh episode yeah. until like we was like I was sitting up at the TV like God damn it's another one. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, we gonna well, five and six get really 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 super dark. Yeah, it does. But I do like I said we do need to rewatch those because I want to have all of the context for the conversation right. But that's it for this episode. And uh, before we get up out of here, let me remind y'all how to get in touch with us over here at the Baywatch Podcast. Let your voice be heard. Got it right this time, baby. He was waiting on that. I seen it. Hit us up at the hotline at area code 313-288-0485. That's area code 313-288-0485. Leave us those voicemail messages. Those messages will get played here live on the show and responded to here live on the show. You can also email us here at feedback at thespanreport.com. That's feedback at thespanreport.com. Leave us those emails. And, of course, those emails will get read here live on the show and responded to as well. Here you go. Talking in fine print. I'm talking in fine print. Um <laughs> uh, Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. My name on both of those platforms is Mr. Underscore Span. No. <laughs> Where can they follow you at, baby? You can follow me on Twitter at Podcast Bay. There you go. And uh, hit us up on the website, www.thespanreport.com. Go there to listen to replays of the show. Uh, vote in the polls when we put those joints up. Uh, donate to the show as often as you like, as much as you like. And, of course, we really do appreciate everybody who uh, goes about the business of doing that. And we will talk to you guys again very soon. But until next time, fam, peace. Bye.